We have very, very strong background checks right now. But it is a mental problem, and it's not the gun that pulls the trigger, it's the person. Oh, yeah. It's a mental problem, all right. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something ain't right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. Also in California in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains, KKRN, and Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, and Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Grand Rapids, Michigan's WPRR, in New Orleans on WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, in Concord, New Hampshire on WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and I hear Paul Ryan and family are leaving Janesville, Wisconsin, even though he said he never would. Yes, they're moving to Washington, D.C. See you later, suckers. Also on AM 950, KTNF in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and streaming coast-to-coast and around the globe on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman. Your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, and because the um, what's the uh, what's the old saying, Des, about the the dog that didn't bark? Do you have any idea what that uh, saying is? <laughs> oh man, no, you're testing right. me on that That's one. That's what uh, I try to do. There's something about a dog you. that did not right. bark. Okay. Well. Desi Doyen doesn't know it, but uh, yes, uh, because the dog did not bark and uh, the dog that doesn't bark gets much less attention than the dog that do. uh, In other words, we have gone days now, days, days in a row without a high profile mass shooting. So I guess we can all just forget about gun safety reform. We can forget about the threat of domestic terrorism. We can forget about the threat of white supremacy. Donald Trump did not even make it back from his summer vacation after two massacres killed 31 people before he then flipped his position, as expected, once again on gun safety reform. Just days after expressing interest in passing what he called, quote, meaningful and, quote, very strong background check legislation, President Trump appears to have cooled on the idea. Who could have seen it coming? Speaking to reporters on Sunday, uh, Trump's tone on gun action was significantly different as he touted the quantity of background checks that we already have. And he harped on the issue as a mental health problem, 
which, of course, is a longtime Republican talking point on the topic. It's not the guns. It's a mental health issue. Of course, the background checks that we already have, as he describes, allow for anyone to buy as many guns as they like at a gun show with no background checks and then to sell them to other people in private transactions. All totally legal. Background checks for high-capacity magazines and thousands of rounds of ammo. Don't be silly, gun grabber. Uh, He said, just remember to uh, reporters, uh, we already have a lot of background checks, Okay, They have bipartisan committees working on background checks and various other things. So we'll see our great leader equivocated. He said, I don't want people to forget that this is a mental health problem. I don't want them to forget that because it is. It is a mental health problem. Sadly, the United States appears to be the only nation on the planet with mental health problems, it seems. Uh, that lead to at least that lead to hundreds of mass shootings on a nearly daily basis. It could not be the ease of obtaining high powered military style weapons and high capacity magazines and unlimited ammo and white supremacy and a lack of domestic terrorism laws. It must be the mental health. That's the ticket. Uh, in the uh, in the aftermath of the two mass shootings in El Paso and Daytona, Dayton. Uh, thank you, Dayton. Earlier this month, uh, before he left for his vacation, Trump told reporters about his interest in producing bipartisan legislation that he would act quote meaningful background checks, all while praising the National Rifle Association and promising the powerful gun group would come around to his position. They would bend to his will. Or at least they would be neutral on any potential legislation. Well, it seems he's given up on that idea, and as expected, he has folded like a little baby to the still powerful for now guns and ammo industry, otherwise known as the terrorist-supporting NRA. Trump's completely unsurprising latest flip-flop here comes after he took his two-week vacation to his golf resort in Bedminster, New Jersey, where, according to the New York Times, he had multiple discussions with gun rights champions, including NRA executive Wayne LaPierre. Sound familiar? Same pattern, the same promises, the same rollovers and backpedaling from a president who does not even understand the idea of keeping one's word or one's promise on anything. By the way, has Mexico paid for the wall yet? (laughs) No. No, that hasn't? Okay, he promised. Uh, And during that same vacation, as the nation convulsed from the shootings in El Paso, where a, a, a white nationalist who said he was targeting Mexicans to stop the invasion of migrants that Trump has spent so many years warning about over and over again, the, uh, the Republicans were able to somehow convince themselves during that period that it's actually the left which poses a danger to the nation. Not white supremacy, not folks on the right, certainly not the guns. In the wake of multiple shootings in recent weeks, the Tampa Bay Times reported late last week, lots of Republican members of Congress have been asked whether they believe white nationalism has anything at all to do with the violence. Talking points that were shared by a Florida Republican late last week recommend that when asked that question by reporters, GOP lawmakers should quickly pivot toward blaming the left. 
In an email to constituents reported by the Tampa Bay Times, Congressman Gus Bilirakis of Florida, uh, a Republican, uh, included a series of talking points that his spokesperson told the paper was, quote, provided by the House Republican Conference. So these were given to Congress members when they went off for their two-week vacation just in case someone asks you about white supremacy. And you're a Republican. Use these talking points. To blame it on the left. If asked, quote, do you believe white nationalism is is driving more mass shootings recently? The talking points falsely respond that the El Paso shooter and the man who shot Congresswoman Gabby Giffords were politically, quote, from the left. White nationalism and racism are pure evil and cannot be tolerated in any form. The talking points included in the email uh, said this, according to the Tampa Bay Times, we also can't excuse violence from the left, such as the El Paso shooter, the recent Colorado shooters, the congressional baseball shooter, Congresswoman Giffords shooter and Antifa, who I don't believe has ever shot anyone, to my knowledge. They have not. Summer Robertson, who is Congressman Bilirakis's spokesperson, told the Tampa Bay Times that labeling of the El Paso shooter as left, that was a mistake. Just a mistake. Uh, oops. That went out to everybody. Yes. Oopsie. Oops. Robertson told the paper that the talking points should have referred instead to the Dayton, Ohio shooter instead. While the El Paso shooter, a white male American citizen, Uh, allegedly told police that he was targeting Mexicans and he denounced immigrants in his uh, manifesto, uh, echoing the president's language on that point. The motivations of the alleged Dayton shooter, another white male American citizen, are still murky at this point at best and do not appear to be driven by any particular political agenda. uh, Congressman Gifford's shooter, by the way, another white American male citizen who killed six people, including a federal judge and injured 15 others, including the then Democratic congresswoman who he shot in the head, uh, also was not from the left, as these uh, talking points suggest. He was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, and though he held a grudge apparently against Gifford specifically, acquaintances told the press that he was largely apolitical, but he was able to get his hands on semi-automatic weapons and high-capacity magazines nonetheless, even though he was suffering from paranoid schizophrenia. And that, by the way, would be even easier to do today, thanks to Donald Trump and the Republicans, because they passed a bill... Donald Trump signed it early on in his tenure that allowed those who were adjudicated by a court of law to be mentally unfit enough that they could not take care of their own financial affairs, that they must still be allowed to purchase whatever weapon they like. Please keep that in mind as Donald Trump continues to repeat over and over again that this is a mental health uh, mental health issue. It's about mental illness. Uh, he signed a bill making it easier for mentally ill people to buy dangerous weapons of mass destruction. It was passed by the Republicans. It was signed by Donald Trump. Please keep that in mind because he's repeating this over and over again, and I don't hear the reporters saying, but sir, you signed a bill to make it easier for the mentally ill to get high-powered semi-automatic weapons. Uh, But yeah... 
the problem in, in any event is definitely not white supremacists from the right. Uh, nonetheless, in just this last week, actually less than the last week, in fact, I, I've it's been... so much not a problem. Yeah. Let's hear how much of a not problem, not problem that it is. It is just the past week. I've been rounding up these stories that all were published in just the past few days, all of them, many of which have been cited uh, by Matt Shuham at uh, TPM. He's been tracking these very closely, even as they've received very little coverage uh, since the guns were stopped in this case before they went off, the dog did not bark, thankfully. Uh, oh, and look, this first one, uh, it's in Florida. Congressman Gus Bilirakis' state. Imagine that. Hispanic people, quote, are what is wrong with this country? A white male American citizen who allegedly threatened to shoot up a Walmart in the Orlando area told a police officer just days after the El Paso shooting had left 22 people dead. This according to TPM last Wednesday. The 26-year-old man allegedly threatened to pee in his arresting officer's car until the officer told him that he was not Hispanic, according to the police reports. He was, quote, very uncooperative and belligerent while in custody, said Winter Park Police Officer Greg Girardi in his report. He said he, quote, prayed that Girardi would get, quote, blown away and killed on his next call. Then he allegedly threatened to pee in the patrol car. Your name is Officer Girardi? That sounds Hispanic, the man allegedly said. They came in and are ruining everything, he added, regarding the Hispanic people, I guess. While en route to the jail, the man put his handcuffs in, in the front and began... I'll just say unzipping his pants for family radio and said, officer, I'm going to pee in your car. Only after the officer told the man, I am not Hispanic, did the threats actually stop. According to the reports first uh, surfaced by journalist Nick Martin on Tuesday, the man's affinity for Nazism and a desire to create a white ethno state had long been evident online. The police report cites the man's Facebook posts revealing what's become a common thread among all of these uh, mass shooters that we see over time and those who threaten mass violence. Ultra nationalism, racism and an obsession with guns and violence. For example, in one picture posted on this guy's Facebook page, a white male is seen wearing a Stars and Stripe bandana and holding an AR-15 style rifle. And there is a Tr Donald Trump banner on the wall behind him. Another post displays a swastika. Another asks readers to, Im quote, imagine for a moment that we've established our ethno state, physically removed all the commies and degenerates and white birth rates are back in the positives. Who would there be left to make fun of? Boy, those leftists are scary, aren't they? Just packing pistols and beaten monkeys. One post read uh, a comment underneath the post read F the kikes that make the laws these gunmen got to enforce. And another post from February, F the Internet, I'm committed, I'm committing a hate crime in real life tonight, he said. Upon his arrest on a charge of written threats to kill, do bodily injury or conduct a, a mass shooting or an act of terrorism, law enforcement quoted his alleged threat posted a day after the shooting uh, in El Paso. 
He posted three more days of probation left, then I get my AR-15 back. Don't go to Walmart next week, he warned. The uh, special agent told the, uh, told the court that a Seminole County Sheriff investigator had been in touch with, the, with this guy's uh, girlfriend who advised he owns a pistol, a rifle, and a shotgun. The day before that news, an 18-year-old white American male citizen who looks, by the way, almost identical to this other guy, uh, except younger, uh, a man who allegedly fantasized on a popular message board about killing civilians and federal agents, told the FBI the posts were, quote, only a joke when they arrested him. Law enforcement found more than two dozen guns, two dozen guns and 10,000 rounds of ammunition in the home that he was sharing with his father, according to the criminal complaint, 10,000 rounds of ammo. And nobody bothered to check on, on, on these guys? Perhaps maybe, you know, after the first 5,000 rounds or so that they purchased? For months, the 18-year-old posted screeds and memes under the username Army of Christ to his thousands of followers on the website uh, ifunny.co, a popular image-based message board, apparently. You know, Army of Christ, as leftists all often call themselves, I guess. He was arrested uh, on Wednesday at his home near Youngstown, Ohio. He was charged with threatening to assault a federal law enforcement officer. Investigators allegedly found rifle cases, approximately 10,000 rounds of ammo, camouflage clothing, camouflage backpacks, as well as a gun vault. But the gun, uh, ca the gun cases and the ammo were found throughout the house. The gun vault contained several firearms, including AR-15 style rifles and shotguns, according to an FBI special agent affidavit. According to that affidavit, uh, the man first came under FBI scrutiny in February after he posted on this message board about mass shootings and targeting Planned Parenthood. A post from just last week includes a GIF showing a man indiscriminately shooting guns below the caption, quote, me walking into the nearest Planned Parenthood. Another post read, quote, bombing Planned Parenthood is noble, as is the killing of abortionists. Women who get abortions should receive the death penalty. But, you know, he was just kidding, as he told the police, with 10,000 rounds of ammo and multiple AK, uh, AR-15 style weapons. During a siege of the uh, during a discussion of the siege of the Branch Davidians compound, in Waco, Texas, in 1993, which left dozens of people dead and has since become a cornerstone of extreme anti-government rhetoric, this guy wrote, quote, in conclusion, shoot every federal agent on site. The affidavit noted another post in which he claimed the Oklahoma City federal bombing, quote, shows that armed resistance is a viable method of political change. All of this stuff was posted publicly. And yet this guy was allowed to obtain all of these weapons and all of this ammo. Dozens of posts are still visible on his uh, on his account there, at least as of last week, include um, including signs of potentially violent far right extremism. Oh, you think one post from June includes a photo of soldiers below the caption. 
Republish if you would make an ethno-state in Montana with your male followers. Others refer to Jews' constant Holocaust worship and an, quote, invasion of undocumented immigrants into the U.S. An invasion of undocumented immigrants into the U.S. Now, where have I heard that before? In a filing released on Wednesday of last week, a federal judge in Las Vegas ordered a man allegedly affiliated with a neo-Nazi organization to be detained until trial on weapons charges because he was planning violent attacks. Magistrate judge here wrote the court finds that the defendant is not just talking about what he believes and intends to do, but rather is planning and has engaged in actions. In the criminal complaint against this guy, another white American male citizen in which he was charged with possession of an unregistered firearm, an FBI agent described online conversations, once again, in which the man plans to attack synagogues, a gay bar, an office, uh, an office of the Anti-Defamation League and other targets. During his arrest, the agent said law enforcement found various components that could be used in explosive devices in the man's home, as well as, yes, of course, two rifles. He also allegedly admitting, uh, admitted to joining a, uh, a splinter group of, a, uh, of another neo-Nazi group, which has been tied to several killings. The defendant the uh, judge said admits that he is a white supremacist and has an ideology regarding certain people, including Jewish people, homosexuals, African-Americans, and that he has hatred towards them and wants to cause them harm and kill them. His hatred of Jews, the judge said, quote, appears to be driven by his lack of money and an anti-Semitic trope that people of the Jewish religion control money. Oh, if only... Uh, on Sunday this week, so we're moving through the week. Now we're up to Sunday. According to ABC News, a white male American citizen in Ohio. Oh, we're back to Ohio again. White male American citizen uh, arrested in Ohio for making threats toward a local Jewish community center in New Middletown. The 20-year-old man has been charged with telecommunications harassment and aggravated menacing. Notice that uh, almost all of these people, there, there are no charges for domestic terrorism because the laws are virtually non-existent for domestic terror. While we've all been focusing on Muslims and Mexicans, I guess, for the past 20 years, plenty of laws there... But regarding our own white male American domestic terrorists, not quite as easy to uh, to haul them in. On Friday, the FBI Violent Crimes Task Force raided this man's house, seized a cache of weapons and ammo, including dozens of rounds of ammo, multiple semi-automatic weapons, a, a gas mask and bulletproof armor. You know, all of which are about as easy as picking up milk and eggs at the grocery store in America, which is clearly great again, isn't it? Police initially became aware of this guy on July 11 when he posted a video on Instagram of a man shooting a semi-automatic rifle with sirens and screams in the background. He tagged the Jewish Community Center of Youngstown, Ohio, in the post. That kicked off an intensive investigation, a rapidly evolving investigation because of the way the world is, said new Middletown Police Chief Vince De, De Gidio. 
though apparently the intense, rapidly evolving investigation took more than a month since the posting was noticed uh, before the investigation came to its conclusion about a month early before the guy was actually arrested. The man, according to WYTV, is an avowed anti-Semite and a white nationalist and attended the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017, where I guess he was one of the very fine people on both sides, according to our president. During the raid on his house on Friday, police also discovered anti-Semitic and white nationalist propaganda. Extra security was given to the community during the police investigation which uh, will remain in place right now for the near future, according to police. Um, but even even though the threat, the active threat has ended, there is still active concern among many in the community. Understandably, another white male American citizen, you will recall, killed 11 people when he opened fire on a synagogue in Pittsburgh. That synagogue is just an hour southeast of Youngstown last October. Remember that? The man who was arrested on Sunday had publicly stated before that he wanted to see a homeland homeland established for white people uh, during an uh, an interview for a documentary. Police also discovered that his social media feed was filled with racial slurs and derogatory statements about minorities. The police chief said this is a person that has declared himself as a white nationalist with the hate crimes and everything else going on. We wanted to make sure to do our part to make sure this person was taken off the streets very quickly. Well, after about a month or so, but okay, I guess that counts as very quickly these days. So that's Ohio and Florida and Nevada. And again, all of these stories are just from the past few days, and I don't even know that I got them all. These are just the ones that I came across in my uh, daily research to see what the hell is going on. One story after another, day after day, I had to look very carefully to make sure, am I seeing the same story twice? Is this the same guy twice? I mentioned one of the guys uh, looked exactly like the other guy, except about 10 years younger. Uh, But there's one more here, one more from Friday. A Connecticut man, a Connecticut man who had amassed an arsenal of tactical weapons and body armor and who police say may have been preparing for a mass shooting, left a trail of racist and anti-trans postings online. Yeah, sounds like another one of those dangerous leftists, doesn't he? Uh, TPM found the social media accounts that were registered to these uh, to this Norwalk, Connecticut resident, a 22 year old. Say it with me now, white American male citizen. Uh, and the uh, social media accounts both reflected elements of the police accusations against him and contained rants against minorities. He was arrested According to officials, after a joint FBI local police investigation on a tip that the 22-year-old was trying to import, quote, large capacity rifle magazines from out of state, I guess because Connecticut probably has more strict laws than Florida and Ohio and Nevada. During the investigation, the man wrote a Facebook post, quote, that showed his interest in committing a mass shooting. That led to a raid on his house and his arrest. Police say that they uncovered, say it with me, a weapons cache during the raid. This one included titanium body armor and a combat helmet. 
An Instagram linked to his Facebook page shows someone who appears to be the same man wearing body armor and in a separate picture wearing a combat helmet. So yeah, this appears to be the guy. He also appears to have posted about the president on the same Instagram account showing a bizarre photo of Donald Trump apparently defeating Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe in a sumo wrestling match. But most of his Facebook presence uh, is private, but there are some uh, items that he posted uh, publicly, apparently, in January of 2018, for example, after Donald Trump had complained that immigrants were coming into the U.S. from S-hole countries. This guy posted memes riffing on that term. In one post, a meme appears to show the popular 23andMe genetic testing kit, which offers consumers the opportunity to discover, in this case, quote, which S-hole country you are from. His Twitter presence, however, is much darker. He frequently used racial slurs in the posts and appears to have been fixated both on transgender people and on the FBI. The FBI. Now, why would he think the FBI was corrupt and needed to be targeted? Who's been doing that for the past couple of years? Oh, yeah, that's right. Donald Trump, Fox News, just about everybody on the right. He tweeted, I support transgenders rights to be some of the first in the gas chambers. He tweeted, I hate N words. The accounts also liked a stream of extremely racist posts, one of which appears to have been a reference to the KKK demolishing someone's house. The accounts frequently made statements about the FBI, which at times appeared to approach the level of threats. In one tweet, one of the accounts appears to reference the Pizzagate conspiracy theory, which posits that the DNC was involved with a supposed pedophilia ring that's being run out of a Northwest D.C. pizza shop. You're well familiar with that conspiracy if you watch Fox News or if you remember when a white male American citizen finally walked into that shop demanding to see the basement where they keep the children. The pizza joint has no basement. Uh, and he ended up firing off his weapons where fortunately nobody was killed, at least in that event. The man, um, this Connecticut man, has been charged with four, co four counts of illegal possession of high capacity firearms, uh, firearm magazines, because Connecticut actually has laws on the books against them, unlike many other states like Ohio and Florida and Nevada. So, you know, just another week in America where those guns, at least, did not go off in in these cases and where Donald Trump and apparently the Republicans in Congress do not think that guns are a problem at all worth doing anything about. It's about mental illness. It's about mental health. That's all. If we can just reopen the insane asylums in New York City, as Donald Trump seems to uh, pine for, seems to be yearning for today. That would be better. We could just lock up all of these people in there. Uh, and, and he was suggesting today that when they uh, let people out of the uh, mental institutions in New York City, that they're now they're roaming the streets and that's why now they're a danger. Well, these people were not living on the streets. These people were living in houses. They had uh, apparently plenty of money to buy plenty of weapons. And if, of course, if the Republicans really cared, they would not have passed, repealed that law, making it possible making for it mentally people for mentally to health. actually yeah. buy those guns. Of course.
Uh, but now uh, I know we got to get to a break here, but I've got uh, some some good news. We have now one Republican member of Congress, one of the currently 197 member GOP caucus in the U.S. House, one uh, who now does believe that something real should be done about this problem. Congressman Pete King He's the first House Republican to back a bill in the chamber seeking to ban assault weapons. He told the New York Daily News on Monday last night that they are weapons of mass slaughter. Uh, shortly after his support for the assault weapons ban of 2019 as, uh, as a co-sponsor of that bill became public on the congressional website, this just days after uh, at least three mass shootings appear to have been stopped by authorities thanks to tips from the public. Those stories that I just ran through. King said, I don't see any need for these automatic high-powered weapons in everyday society. The bill was rolled out back in February by Congressman David Cicilline of Rhode Island. It has 200 Democratic co-sponsors. Uh, but, you know, kind of weird, given how the Republican House leadership says the left are responsible for these mass shootings. Why are all these Democrats in favor of banning these assault weapons? I don't get it. It seems like it doesn't make sense. Well, um, if they are responsible for it, it uh, looks like they're trying to do something about it. Take personal responsibility like Republicans used to pretend to want to do because the Republicans are stopping this bill again. The measure would uh, ban semi-automatic firearms just as they were banned from 1994 to 2004 when the um, assault weapons ban was passed and signed by Bill Clinton and then uh, not renewed by George W. Bush uh, when it came up uh, in 2004. So it would ban semi-automatic uh, firearms. It would ban large capacity magazines. Sounds like a good idea to me. Sounds like a good idea if we could at least have a vote on it and find out if a majority of the Senate, because I bet they do, find out if a majority of the Senate would like to pass this bill. But that's not allowed. We're not even allowed to have a vote on that sort of thing in the U.S. Senate, thanks to Mitch McConnell. While Congressman King had previously backed the uh, background checks uh, for gun purchases, he says the, uh, the two tragedies in uh, Dayton and El Paso moved him to support Cicilline's bill. He said, I think the assault weapons ban is timely now, especially in the view of those shootings. Cicilline praised Pete King for becoming the first Republican to back his bill. I would praise Pete King as well. And believe me, it's not easy for me to praise Pete King for anything. But in this case, I think he should have room to uh, to come to the right side of this issue. So good for him. Uh, King said these weapons belong on the battlefield, not in our homes, schools, houses of worship or workplaces. Cicilline said, I am pleased that Congressman King has joined this effort. I sincerely hope that more of my Republican colleagues will put their service to our country and the safety of their constituents ahead of their need to raise campaign money from the gun lobby. Despite the new support, a ban on military-style weapons will not become law anytime soon, says The Hill, even if it does pass the Democratic House, because Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has vowed to not bring any such legislation to the upper chamber's floor. 
President Trump has also expressed opposition to this bill. So if you're lucky, maybe you'll get the lowest hanging fruit. Background checks for gun purchases, maybe. But because McConnell does not believe in democracy, even if any of these bills have majority support in the U.S. Senate, or even if they don't, McConnell will not allow the Senate an up or down vote on these bills because he does not work for the voters. He and Trump both know that very well. It ain't about the voters. It's about their funders. Quick break and we're back with more Bradcast right after this. I'm Brad Friedman. Five major corporations now control more than 80 percent of the media in the United States, but they don't control us. The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100 percent independent, 100 percent listener supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Please help us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations around the nation. You can make a difference. Support independent media. Drop by bradblog.com donate. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. And I end my opening remarks with my own personal interaction with climate change. I have a home in Los Angeles, and I was woken at 3.15 in the morning with my phone making the weirdest sound I've ever heard it make. It was an emergency. It was an evacuation call. I live in Los Angeles, and the so-called Skirball fire was heading down the 405. The courageous firefighters of L.A., they saved my home. But others aren't so lucky. Rising sea levels, melting ice caps, tornadoes, and hurricanes more ferocious than ever. It is happening. I will tell you as someone who challenged climate change 19 years ago, which is when the media uses the language against me, that work was done in 2000, 2001, and 2002. That was a lifetime ago. I've changed, and I will help you with messaging if you wish to have it. But in return, You have to put policies ahead of politics. You have to make the commitment not to make it partisan. We've had irreconcilable differences in the past, but we both have solutions and we both can get it done. Senator, I thank you for the honor of addressing. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck, getting dirt and gritty. Welcome back. It's the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. That was... Uh, notorious GOP pollster Frank Luntz talking about his close-up encounter with our uh, with a wildfire that almost uh, burned down his house a few years ago that suddenly made him a believer when it came to climate change to the point where now he is interested in helping Democrats spread the message about climate change and um, well you know come that comes not a moment too soon speaking of you know people we give uh, room for uh, Pete King to come around to the right position on guns and we talked about this uh, testimony from Frank Luntz a few uh, weeks ago in our Green News report but we didn't get to go into details about what he had to say but I think it comes not a moment too soon and some of the points that he made about the type of language that is useful This is the guy who, uh, well, he's the one who got right wingers to start using the word estate estate instead of using the word estate tax to use the word death tax. Yes. And to stop using the words earned benefits for your Social Security and Medicare, which you earned. Right. And call them instead entitlements. 
He convinced the Trump administration to talk about border security in order to drum up support for the wall. So, uh, but back in, boy, I don't even remember when it was. During back the Bush in era, 2003, was it? Yeah. Frank Luntz issued a memo of talking points to assist Republicans in fighting any kind of climate change legislation. He said, people react emotionally to the words that you use. Don't use the word global warming because that sounds like a bad thing. Go ahead and use <laughs> climate change because that sounds neutral. Now we have to point out here yeah. that scientists have always used climate change right. and global warming interchangeably. That's mm-hmm. why the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change was set up in 1988, long before Luntz came along. But Luntz is talking about messaging. And so in his messaging, he said, talk about climate change, talk about uncertainty, talk about how we just don't know and try to emphasize that. Now, all of this, as I said, uh, comes not a moment too soon because over the weekend, Democratic minority leader in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, tweeted out, July 19 was the hottest month ever of any month on record. Climate change is the greatest threat facing our planet. It's about our kids. It's about our health. It's about the future. We must act. To which uh, John Cornyn of Texas, uh, he's the second in command of the GOP leadership in the U.S. Senate. This is so embarrassing. So he retweets Chuck Schumer and adds, it's summer, Chuck. Oh, that's why it was the hottest month ever recorded on planet Earth, because it's summer. Uh, By the way, John Cornyn is up for re-election next year. If somebody wants to mention that to the very long presidential long shot candidates uh, from Texas, Beto O'Rourke and Julian Castro, by the way, uh, it's summer. That's what it is, Chuck. Anyway, uh, setting aside making uh, Republicans in elected Republicans do the right thing, uh, they're not gonna. John Cornyn received some two hundred thousand dollars from the oil and gas industry during the uh, two, uh, uh, the I think the twenty eighteen cycle alone. We're not gonna you know make the case with them. We might make the case, however, with the American people who are beginning to become very concerned about global warming and climate change and, yes, our climate crisis. So Frank Luntz has some advice about what to uh, use for words and what to lose when discussing this with your friends and family. So (laughs) you have time to run through a few of these? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. He says, use cleaner, safer, healthier when you're talking about the environment. Lose sustainable and sustainability. He says, drop that because it rings of the status quo. He explained during his testimony that what American people really want is something that is cleaner and safer and healthier. They're asking for improvement, not the status quo, which is what sustainability sounds like. Right. So don't use sustainable. Instead, use cleaner, safer, healthier. It will also help with your discussions with independents who actually like the idea of clean air and clean water. So emphasizing we want cleaner, safer and healthier is the way to actually speak with people with whom you probably don't agree politically. We want to make things better. Not just sustain where it is. That makes sense. Uh, He says use solving climate change, lose ending global warming. 
Okay. Well, that makes sense because Why? obviously we present this uh, because the the science is is quite irrefutable now, and the impacts are coming faster and faster and much more expensive each mm-hmm. time we get hit with yet another extreme weather event. So, sure, it makes sense to frame it in such a way that we are going to solve this problem rather than ending or combating or fighting, but we solve it because that that is the American can-do spirit that also works when you're talking with folks who you might not do, they agree with. You know, I. I I can't help as I'm reading through these. It's it's still uh, sort of nattering at my brain here that he didn't give a damn about any of this until he and his family were personally threatened in a wildfire. And all of a sudden he became a believer. But again, we'll give him room. We'll give him room on the exit ramp to do the right thing, as uh, Scaramucci wrote about in the uh, in an op ed in Washington Post today, which he calls for Donald Trump to be defeated in 2020. Yeah. Once it hits them personally, then suddenly they care. He says use uh, Frank Luntz says use principles and priorities lose values. Principles and priorities, again, that's something that uh, most Americans, especially folks who tend to vote more politically on the right side of things, the uh, uh, they tend to like the idea of problem solving and their principles and things that they really care about and values to them are a left-leaning word. Use reliable technology or reliable energy. Lose groundbreaking and state-of-the-art. Folks that like change don't mind the concept of new and interesting things and innovation. Reliable, he says. Yes. Use that. Because reliable is a uh, is an argument that Republicans have falsely brought against the renewable energy industry. Renewable energy actually is quite reliable, and that's, that's not what Donald Trump said. Donald Trump said, "When the wind stops blowing, darling, the TV just went off because there's no wind outside to power it." Right, and Donald Trump is an idiot when it comes oh, that's to true. just I about forgot. everything. Yeah, that's true. So I yeah, forgot. it's the idea of yeah. yes, we're going to still have reliability. It'll be okay. Don't be afraid of change. Use new careers and lose new jobs. It's an interesting idea. Careers, I guess, he feels uh, trigger people in a different way than the words jobs do. Use peace of mind, lose security. Any idea? No. Use consequences, lose threats and problems. Use working together and lose one world. Well, that's a that's a that's thing that obvious, scares right, Republicans right. most definitely. But the concept of going back to these are consequences mm-hmm. goes back to that idea of personal responsibility that Republican politicians often like to pretend that they care about. Consequences imply, hey, there are actions, there are consequences. If you just talk about, it, oh, it's a threat, maybe it's not going to happen, maybe it will. It allows for uncertainty to come in. These are actually consequences to our actions. He said uh, on the uh, job versus career, he said a job is something you can't wait to get out of a career is something that you embrace sounds interesting okay and he says it's also important to frame climate action as a no regrets strategy legislation that would lead to cleaner air cleaner water less dependence on foreign fuels enhance national security and more innovation in our economy and that is if the scientists are wrong he said if the scientists are right we get all of those things and we begin to solve what could be the most catastrophic environmental problem that any of us have ever faced that's why it's the right thing to do so um this is his advice he seems to be willing to work with democrats on this maybe i well actually i think he will be helpful he's been very successful in helping the republicans to get their 
nonsense across, so hopefully he'll be helpful in getting the truth and the facts across. Now, he did say in that uh, comment that I will work with you if you set partisanship aside. There are partisan solutions, that there are solutions on, on both sides to this issue. How do you feel about that? There are not solutions on both political sides of the issues. There are only scientific solutions that meet what the scientists say is necessary and the scope and the speed that we require in order to avoid catastrophic impacts. Those solutions mm-hmm. are neither Democratic or right. or Republican or Plutonian or any other thing you can possibly think Plutonian. of. A Vulcan. I don't know. I'm thinking yeah. of Star Wars now yeah. on Star Trek. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Whatever the science says is necessary is the stuff that we have to do. I know. So that's why I was kind of irritated once again by that as well. This notion that you have to stop being partisan. Yeah. This stuff is, you know, it is not partisan. The folks who are making it partisan are the folks on the right claiming that, oh, Democrats want this or that. And that it's a Democratic idea that we want to save the planet, that we want to uh, make sure our children have someplace to live. That's uh, well, that's partisan, according to Republicans. So not sure what he's talking about there. But at least he's on the right side of the issue now. Mostly Frank Luntz. Finally. So we will take what we can get. Right. Yep. Cleaner, safer, healthier. We're trying to solve climate change. All right. Well, we will solve climate change after a quick break and we come back with the Green News Report and we hear how desperately in trouble that we actually are. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. Do you enjoy your non-corporatized, commercial-free Bradcast? Yeah, me too. But we need your help to stay that way. Please consider supporting the investigative blogging, broadcasting, and muckraking that we do here on the Bradcast and the Green News Report and bradblog.com with a donation. It's easy. Stop by bradblog.com donate and drop a few dollars in the tip jar. You can make a one-time contribution or an automatic monthly donation of any amount you like. It's easy. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you'll help me and Desi stay on the air to continue our troublemaking and muckraking without the corporate influence of anyone. Got it? Thanks. Stop by bradblog.com donate to help us out today. Welcome back. It's the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. So, you know, um, we, we Desi's uh, Green News Report comes up here in a moment with a conversation about doing away with the filibuster in the U.S. Senate in order to save the planet from our climate crisis. And in fact, ending the filibuster in the Senate, if Democrats get control, may be the only way to ever get anything done on climate, on guns, on election security and much more. Because, you know, even on wildly popular bills on guns and climate and security, even those are not allowed up for a vote by Mitch McConnell. And even if they are, they still have to get over the 60 vote threshold. So even if the Democrats take back the Senate in 2020, they'll still have to get over a 60 vote threshold unless they do away with the filibuster. Right. With Democrats like Joe Manchin of mm-hmm. the coal state of West Virginia, who has been an enemy of any kind of climate policy. So, but you know what? Do away with the filibuster. You saw what happened. 
happened when Democrats did that for federal judges, and that gave the permission to Mitch McConnell to do away with it for the Supreme Court. So yes, but that's because Mitch McConnell had blocked Obama from filling in any judges during it, that it's time. It's going to be a very good question. What are we talking about when we're talking about saving the planet, saving the nation, saving lives? Is it worth doing away with the filibuster for that? Uh, I think there's good arguments on both sides, as they say. And as we discuss in our latest Green News report. Some folks are demanding that the mayor of Newark, New Jersey, resign. This after high levels of lead have been found in the water there. Another major city suffers a lead contamination crisis. U.S. fracking boom causing a spike in global methane emissions. Long-term exposure to air pollution is like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, says New Report. Plus... The reason we've been blocked is because one party that is wedded uh, to moronic refusal to accept science. 2020 Democratic candidate warns Senate filibuster must end to solve the climate crisis. All of those crises and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Look at the left. Look what they're trying to do. They're trying to make mm-hmm. it seem, well, it's for the children why we need some sort of uh, green new deal. Yeah, the hell with those children who want to survive on a livable planet whiners am i right fox news this is your green news report okay desi doyan this is very disturbing news in newark new jersey it's like flint all over again yes unfortunately it is state officials in new jersey have requested federal assistance to deal with a growing lead contamination crisis in the water supply of the city of newark state and city officials have stepped up delivery of bottled water to residents amid new testing indicating that the extent of lead contamination in newark's municipal water supply is geographically much broader than previously understood, Mm. even in homes that are using special filters. Officials have asked the EPA to boost their limited emergency water supplies and financial resources to address the crisis. Like in Flint, Michigan, the lead contamination is caused by aging lead service lines leaching the toxic lead into drinking water. Now, in Flint, the officials there actually took an action that caused the type of water that led to the leaching of the lead. Is right. there a specific action in Newark that caused this, or has this been going on for some time? They don't know why it has spiked recently, but they do say they must replace their lead service lines. Yeah. The Washington Post has published a deep data analysis of temperature records indicating that several regions in the United States have already warmed by nearly 2 degrees Celsius. That's the limit in global temperature rise that nations adopted in the United Nations Paris Climate Accord. The report found that the Northeast is a hot spot. For example, New Jersey and Rhode Island happen to be among the U.S.'s fastest warming states outside of Alaska, and they've already reached the two degrees Celsius threshold right now when compared with their temperature data from the late 1800s. Not good news for New Jersey today. Nope. The fracking boom in the United States has caused levels of climate warming methane emissions to spike in the Earth's atmosphere. Methane is a more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide on shorter timescales, so identifying the source of the spike is really important. Scientists say new data indicates that the huge increase in methane entering the atmosphere over the last 10 years comes primarily from the shale gas fracking boom in the United States and Canada. The Trump administration rolled back Obama 
Obama-era regulations that required the oil and gas industry to reduce methane leaks from operations. The Trump administration claimed that voluntary industry efforts would suffice. So how's that working out for you? Not surprisingly, the new data shows that is not the case. The Trump rollback also costs taxpayers revenue. Drillers don't have to pay millions in royalties every year when they waste natural gas extracted from public lands. So we lose revenue, but the fossil fuel companies make more profits. Exactly. Then I think this is all working out just as planned. In addition to the climate damage caused by fossil fuel carbon emissions, there's also the costly public health impact. A new study shows that long-term exposure to fossil fuel air pollution in the United States can have the same effect as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. The biggest culprit the study found was ground-level ozone, which is generated when vehicle tailpipe exhaust from internal combustion engines chemically reacts with sunlight, a process that gets turbocharged during heat waves. The researchers warn that ground-level ozone levels will continue to increase unless we transition away from fossil fuels. You know, if you just stopped reading all of these reports, we wouldn't have all of these problems, Des. They don't go away if you ignore them. Mm, Tell that to the Republicans. Finally, Washington State Governor and 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Jay Inslee on MSNBC said that if he is elected, he will ban fracking. He also excoriated congressional Republicans' denial of climate science and their obstruction of all legislative efforts to rein in fossil fuel emissions. Inslee is also one of the few 2020 Democratic presidential candidates to call for ending the Senate legislative filibuster if Democrats regain the Senate majority in 2020, if they wish to have a chance at passing any kind of climate legislation. As soon as we get a president and a Senate and get rid of the filibuster so we can adopt climate change legislation, we'll do what this nation is capable of doing, which is innovating our way to defeat climate change. Be careful what you wish for, Governor Inslee. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Careful what you wish for, cause you just might get it. And if you get it, then you just might not know what to do with it, cause it might just come back on you tenfold. Yeah. Come back on you tenfold, that's Look, for it's, sure. it's a sticky wicket. Who knows how this is going to turn out. Oh, I know. I just can't tell you. (laughs) Then I'd have to kill you. Thank you very much, uh, Desi Doyen, our producer. Thanks to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program or any other, download it anytime for free at bradblog.com slash donate. My endless thanks to those of you who stop there and support our work with a a one-time donation or a monthly sustaining subscription. bradblog.com slash donate. Thank you. You can also drop me email i am bradcast at bradblog.com on the facebooks and the twitters i am simply the brad blog we'll see you there and we will see you again right here tomorrow on the next thrilling edition of the bradcast until then i'm brad friedman good luck world be careful what you wish for because you just might get it and if you get it then you just might not know what to do with it because it might just come back on you tenfold I said, be careful what you wish for, cause you just might get it, and if you get it, then you just might.